Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. The only thing not yet canceled in 2020, still going strong. Uh, we're your hosts. I'm Marquez Brownlee. And I'm Andrew Manganelli. And uh, that's the best I could come up with for the intro. It, yeah, right. We've, we asked you guys for some new intros, and we got some on Twitter. And I appreciate the creativity, but hoof saying them out loud was not they, great. They all kind of read like the cringy kind of one that we were joking about avoiding, yeah, like, like let's ride that wave. Let, like, yeah. I feel like I can only do that if I do the like hang 10 symbols, like, yeah. but you guys can't see that, so I we'll can't. Ju- we'll just mix it up, we'll see how it goes. We'll yeah, see if we can we'll, land maybe on we'll something. Try some. But yeah, reading a lot of those out loud is just like, oh man, I don't know if I can pull myself to doing that <laughs> every other week. We'll find one. Yeah. Um, so obviously we're in a bit of a, a weird situation. Yeah. That's probably with a lot of people, but uh, the podcast, we're able to, this is your hashtag quarantine content, mm-hmm. I feel like. If we're all staying home, we might as well come together to to listen to a lot of yeah. podcasts and, and check out, I think online videos are another great thing uh, to yeah. just check out. But uh, we are in the studio to record the podcast, but in general, we are socially isolated. We're a healthy mm-hmm. distance from each other. Yeah, we are which, right now. Which, which is These great. mic arms go pretty far, so we've. I, pretty I would say we've got about a meter between us yeah. staying up to CDC rules. We're, uh... The uh, the message I'm passing along, which I already did in the, the, the latest Q&A video, is just the same thing the CDC is saying, the same thing you've heard probably a million times on Twitter. Be responsible, stay at home, wash your hands, and take care of yourself to take care of others. You might yeah. not be the one who's gonna get sick or come down with symptoms, but preventing the spread of it and flattening the curve is the whole point of everything we're doing uh, with social distancing. So just passing along that message, if you haven't already heard it, definitely adhere to it and, and pay attention to what your governor's tweeting, basically. Yeah, pretty much the the science. Pay attention to the science of yeah. what people are telling you to do. And we are at the channel now. We're going to try and put out as much content as possible, but we are this week, Marquez told us to stay home. He's been in the studio, but he's been in by himself. Yeah, uh, our building is not fully shut down, but pretty much shut down. There's it's almost on the way. no one here. Yeah, um, I came in today just to record this, but we're we're talking about also potentially finding ways of recording stuff at home and and ways that we can still give you guys content while being responsible. Yeah, pretty much everything that has been going on in the background is sort of pausing, like the studio build, the construction, that's sort of slowing down to a pause, and the content on the channel, as much as we wanna make great videos for you, like hashtag quarantine content, we wanna make awesome stuff, but it'll probably just be me solo, so the videos will take a little bit of a, maybe not a dip, but they'll just be less uh, glorious third-person shots and more of just us sharing new tech. Yeah, b- back to your old dorm room yeah, setup. Yeah, which is right? not a bad thing. Those no. were fun to make. Bring I the Cheerios still, out. Let's do I might just do some throwback, throwback. type yeah, of yeah, yeah. video style. Yeah, so anyway, what we did have is uh, a bunch of stuff from the last week, which we can go over because there was a good amount of interesting stuff. Yeah, it was a weird week of some of the releases. Um, yeah. Specifically the Escobar. Well, that we might as well start with yeah, that. Yeah, let's start with it. It's okay. the best. Escobar Fold, we finally did a video about it, and really it was more of an expose, if mm-hmm. you want to call it that. There was a little bit of, a little bit of digging, a little bit of investigative fun to eventually put it all together in one place. It's weird to say investigative because it feels like when you saw everything about this, it was so obvious. But like we did see some stuff coming out that didn't seem to mention a lot of the, right. the weird stuff behind it. It was, it's a fascinating phone in the sense of like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, like it's. It, basically, if you haven't seen that video, it's it's like 12 minutes long or whatever, mm-hmm. but go at, go watch it. We go over what the Escobar Fold is, which is, it's a Galaxy Fold with a yeah. sticker on it, and the whole, like, why should we even pay attention to it? What's their strategy? What is it a scam? That whole, like, explained half of the video. So 
that's that's basically what we're talking about. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are actually extremely worried about us because of it. Oh, because I'm fine. like it's yeah, we're we're all okay. Um, I think it was the chief of assassinations in their bio that was that was probably giving people reason to worry. And and I totally understand that, but that person that's Pablo Escobar's brother, and he's in his like 80s or 90s or something. I yeah, we're all pretty sure he has almost nothing to do with this. Uh, yeah, this actual organization is that what you want to call it company at best whatever yeah like that the guy olaf or whatever his name is 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 using that as just a name notoriety to get some some word out there it was also interesting it came with a book like a legitimate (laughs) book called what was it called how i made billions selling coke and now smart and now my phones are going to beat apple and (laughs) kill apple and samsung what the title alone was enough to make me shake my head like yeah, what's going on. I think legitimately everyone in the studio who's seen it has flipped through it just assuming all the words were just fake and like that uh what's the name of that text that on websites just to show you what Oh it just looks the like lorem ipsum yeah, over yeah, yeah. and over again. Uh, yeah. Maybe I no, should read it. Yeah, you've got some time. I time do have some time now. now. Quarantine yeah. content. Going to read that Escobar book. Yeah. Uh no, we're good. Don't you don't have to worry about me uh being assassinated because of exposing their scam, but if you were worried, it is a scam. Just say it's no. It's definitely a scam. Yeah. And uh also for everyone sending us emails, we're we're not selling the phone. Oh, uh, I, I, I got all... a shocking amount of emails from oh, people yeah, like our hey, business account has as well. Yeah. Yeah, let me let me buy that Escobar fold off you. God, just don't like I'm not gonna sell the one I have, which is by the way, I think people want it just because they think they can get it for four hundred dollars yeah. from me. Uh just get a fold if you want one. Don't get a fold if you don't need a fold. Yeah, I, I get people are trying to get it for cheaper. Don't buy it from the Escobar site. Yeah. We've we've also gotten tweets of people like sending their money. It's it's wire transfers and Bitcoin or like cryptocurrency. Do not Give them any if money. there's ever a uh, a red flag yes. on something that <laughs> exactly. you suspect might be a scam, it's the fact that they don't accept like regular credit and debit cards mm-hmm. that you can charge back. Yeah. So anyway, there you have it. There was some other stuff this week though too. Uh, we had the Oppo Find X2 Pro. Had a first look at that, and that's like a weird, not a weird phone, but they did some things that put it on the radar for me right after I reviewed the Galaxy S20 Ultra. Mm-hmm. They one-upped it in a couple of ways. And I've always said forever, Samsung's got the best displays in their flagship phones that we came from the Galaxy Note and from the Galaxy S. Um, and that I happen to say again for the Galaxy S20 Ultra, huge high res, 120 hertz display. The uh, Find X2 Pro will do 25, or I think it's about 3K by 1440 and okay. 120 hertz at the same time, okay. which Samsung will not do. And I, I tested that for a couple days while I was putting together the video and I got okay battery life. Mm-hmm. You can do variable refresh rate or variable resolution, but I just locked them both at the top because I was uh-huh. like, why not? And uh, it was pretty cool that they could one up Samsung in that way. So that was cool to see. Um, but it was just a first impressions video of a phone that I think caught a lot of people off guard. It was pretty yeah. cool. You uh, you put that as your daily for a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, I had my SIM card in it for a while. I again started to get a little bit annoyed by the curved screen over the sides okay. because you know Samsung flattened it off and I was mm-hmm. really pumped about that. And then I had the Galaxy S20 which was smaller and also had a flat screen and in between those I used this Find X2 Pro which had the curved screen and you you really notice it every time you pick up and use the phone. Yeah. Is the content spills over the edges and you get a lot of it's just a different feel in the hand. So mm-hmm. I did use it for a bit, but I haven't stuck with it. I I was curious if people wanted to see a full review of it because I still haven't reviewed the Z Flip and I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for my Razer actually that's supposed (laughs) to have shipped like a month ago now, which maybe we should look back into that. Um, Possibly, uh, yeah. But uh, a lot of things in the pipeline, but we did get to see a first look at the Find X2 Pro. And then we also reviewed a collaborative review with your average consumer, fellow New Jersey YouTuber, um, just before quarantine started locking us down, yeah. we had the Galaxy S20. Uh, that was a fun review too. It was fun. That was a fun day just in general. Um, oh, yeah. We changed it up a little bit. I think the main reasoning behind that was S20 Ultra had a lot of the new features that you would see already. So this is like, we still wanted to look at the cheaper version, but we wanted to make it a little fun because there's going to be a lot of similarities. So Judner came over. He does his day in the life series, which right. we'll link in the show notes as well. Just more con. We're our show notes this week is going to be full long. of stuff. Hey, we just want you yeah. guys to just kill all the boredom you're doing at home. We want to give you a reason to make sure you don't go outside. Yeah. Um, but anyways, his he came over. 
we just spent the entire day together and yeah. shot some b-roll ate lunch checked out the new studio did a bunch of stuff while testing the phone I think both of them came out pretty good. I, yeah, it was I like his, his day in the life style is pretty sweet. Like you get a better idea. Mainly the things he's testing in his day in the life are the stuff you're curious about after a first impression, mm-hmm. which are how how well will the battery really hold up? Uh, so it gives you sort of updates throughout the day about that and a lot of camera testing. So yeah. going around the studio and of course taking photos of things. It's funny when people walk around the studio, they they like pick up on things that I didn't even realize were like good photo subjects. Uh-huh. Just like, you know, the, the Roadster diecast models yeah. over there are just like, you know, he parked his car next to mine in the parking lot. So it was kind of a cool photo op for those. So just a bunch of stuff to uh, to test the cameras. And that's what his video had. So you can check them both out. Yeah. And one other thing that a lot of people have been asking about was our, our D-Brand plug in that oh, one. That was the best one. Yeah. We had a lot of a lot of fun doing that. People are also like, they can't believe what we did. I mean, so if you if you didn't watch it, pretty much there's a quick clip. This is the most fun I've ever had in a video, probably. <laughs> nice. um, Marquez calls for the phone, which has the the D brand grip case on it with the the new teardown skin, which is sweet. It's a collaboration with uh, Jerry Rig Everything. Oh yeah, they kind of take almost a photo of the internals of the phone and then make a skin on it, so it looks like you have the clear back, kind of what Zach does on his channel for real, but instead of having to. Make actually, a clear back for yeah, yourself. Actually destroy yeah. your phone yourself. Um, much easier. Much, much easier. But anyways, we're in the new studio. Marquez calls for the phone and I literally just toss it. How far do you think that is? That's gotta be, I think it probably went at least 40 feet. Right? Like the whole studio length is about 125, right? Yeah, over Once, 100 feet. And I tossed it from one of the far rooms to about... Within like 15 feet of the back window, so yeah, so a pretty good. And it like I was I was kind of curious if it would like bounce and like topple and roll, or if it would just slide. And the way you threw it was kind of everyone was like he threw it like a frisbee. I was like you don't realize how long we both yeah that's like Like, that's how we throw things yeah exactly. Uh, That thing skidded for a while. Man, I picked it up and you know the best part is that wasn't the only time we shot that. Oh no, we. seven or eight times probably we did we started from a closer okay first of all um dbrand reached out to us about doing this i think they wanted us to like throw it on a table or something yeah and so then like we'll one up that trust me yeah well well so we come in and they brought the phone over and they said we were gonna throw i hadn't heard about this you and them had been talking about tossing yeah. it and then uh they were like oh yeah we're gonna throw this right and i was like what and then, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. Yeah, yeah. You got to throw this phone <laughs> to me. Throw and I was like, I'm throwing it. I was terrified I was going to break it. I like, I don't know, man. There's, I know the case is good. I've actually been using the case, which I, I really do enjoy. Um, yeah. The new buttons they've added are great, but not to turn this into Hashtag a, ad. Not to turn this Slow into down, a huge Andrew. ad right here. <laughs> but like, I was terrified of throwing it. And we started off with a closer room, maybe like, 20, 25 feet, I threw it yeah, and it survived. And actually my first throw, just saying, was like perfect. perfect. They like landed right at your feet Wait, you should, perfectly. Uh, I was gonna put them in the end of the video as bloopers, but uh-huh. I didn't, but you should totally put, like post these, the uh, okay. the alternate shots that we didn't include in the video. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, people I'll, can see. I'll post on my Twitter, I'll post. Okay. Should I just edit them all together or should I just, I'll just. Just one long clip of how many times okay. we tried. I'll, I'll edit them all together and I'll post them on my Twitter. So, perfect. You know, follow me. Show right. notes. Show below. notes. Anyways, check them out. Um, I tossed the first one. It was like perfect. It got up and it worked. And I was just like, I could do that better. And then we're like, we could do that further. So, one toss of being terrified turned into me just launching this phone across the new studio for like There's one that went 20 or good, 25. One went a good 15 feet past me. One I was the, like, yeah. relax. Maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. take a, a notch off of that throw. But uh, we had a lot of fun with it. Frisbee came into to play there a little bit. Yeah. I, I really realized how often, like, for people who play Frisbee, if you float, throw anything flat, you understand you, like, you step out and you, you have You automatically put spin on yeah. it. Automatically, it, yeah. So uh, that was a lot of fun. It, it did work. I think the worst that happened to it was there's some dust because they're still doing a little construction down there. But, like, yeah. I was very surprised at how, held up great. how well it held up. I mean... It hit the floor hard. You can hear the noise it makes when it hits the ground, it's and it's phone, not man. pretty. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad it survived. It made it, for a great little clip in there. It really did. Um, that was so. That was all in the Galaxy S20 review. Then, last but not least, was our Q and A video. Yeah, uh, which was I'd say the beginning of quarantine content. Which is, uh, mm-hmm. hey, let's talk. 
talk tech on Twitter and just see what you guys want to know. We had a bunch of cool, interesting questions in there as we typically do. Uh, and I think one of them was just like, oh, but the main one was really talking about like this rollable phone concept, oh, yeah, which yeah, we yeah. talked about on the last episode mm-hmm. and just what people think of it. And it got a lot of interesting comments about that. Wait, speaking of, can I bring that, watching that again? So yeah. Do you remember I had mentioned, do I think the screen goes on the backside of the phone or not? Right. Now, like looking at, I looked at it again in the video. It specifically looks like the way the screen folds in, there is a piece over it on the backside. So are we, do we not think it shows on the back anymore? I don't know if everyone remembers this conversation right. from last time. But. I believe it f- it folds that screen underneath some material on the back. Mm-hmm. So there will be no screen showing on the back okay, when yeah, it's yeah. closed. And then you open it. And of course, it's all on the and front. And it's there. Yeah. Uh, but again, I've been talking to TCL and we're trying to see if we can make a, a hands-on of that concept happen so I can go in depth with yeah. that, which would be pretty sweet. I want to show that. But uh, as of right now, yeah, right now, yeah, it's kind of tough to get that overseas. But either way, we're looking into that. Cool. Uh, but yeah, that was but, all yeah, last and week. Speaking of that Q&A, we, we've regularly been doing the Q&As on the podcast. What we're going to do in today's episode is normally we talk about content we like here and Q&As at the end. Since we don't have a Q&A, we're going to give you guys a ton of content we like at the end of this episode. Once again, social distancing. Want to give you guys plenty of stuff to sit at home, have fun with. Um, so stick around till the end of here and we're going to give you guys a, a ton of recommendations for for things to keep yourself occupied with. Perfect. Cool. All right, so let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk uh, actual tech news from this week and then we'll do our <laughs> social distancing content. Cool. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right, $25 a month every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just visible. Switch today at visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see visible.com. Support for Waveform comes from Coda. So it can be tough to stay organized when your team is spread across time zones. With Coda, you can help keep your whole team on the same page with an all-in-one collaborative workspace that brings together the best of documents, spreadsheets, and apps into one platform. That means less time ping-ponging between different tabs and tools and more time on your projects. So with Coda's extensive planning capabilities, you can stay aligned when managing planning cycles and while measuring objectives and key results. Plus, you can access hundreds of templates and get inspired by others in Coda's gallery. So over 50,000 teams across the world collaborate with Coda, from the New York Times to Square, uh, from Toast to TED and Uber. So if you want a platform that enables and empowers your team to collaborate effectively and focus on shared goals, you can get started with Coda today for free. You can head over to coda.io slash wave. So that's coda, C-O-D-A dot I-O slash wave to get started for free. Coda.io forward slash wave. All right, welcome back. Uh, we have a bit of tech news to talk about, which is a, honestly a little bit refreshing because so yeah. much of the news in the past like two, three weeks has not been tech related. Uh, but we did find some stuff. Um, Xbox and PS5 are being teased out a bit more. Uh-huh. Did you see Austin got uh, exclusive hands-on with the I Xbox? Saw, it looked really cool. Yeah. Actually, it looked really similar to that new NZXT case. That Yeah, it's vertical. It's vertical. It looks right. nice. I actually like that form factor a lot. Uh, depending on where you can put it, I guess. If you're one of those people who has like a little slot under your TV, it's mm. tough. But like if it's standing on a stand somewhere or like on your TV stand, it looks really nice. I yeah, think. you know, those slots are all kind of designed with the same form factor in mind, right? Yeah. Like a VCR, a cable box, a PS4, VCR. you know, whatever, like a PS3, an Xbox One, they're all the same shape. If you had to guess the amount of people listening to this podcast, right, the percentage of people listening right now who had a VCR growing up. A VCR? Yeah. Did you have a VCR growing up? I had a VCR, okay, yeah, okay. I'm 26, but I feel like if you're any younger than about 22, you probably either didn't have one or didn't know didn't what it was. Use it, yeah. Never or... used it. Yeah. But like I'm just thinking everything yeah, that yeah. ever connects to your TV like that is either behind it, like a Chromecast. Yeah. Or it's in that like rectangle shape. So it's kind of interesting that they're making the Xbox much yeah, I different. Know, I know they're going like really deep into like having like Xbox and PlayStation now are having specs very similar, like computers, which is yeah, crazy and great and awesome. 
but I'm surprised they haven't gone for like the really, do you remember like PS2 Slim? Like how they started getting to that yeah. really, really small form factor. I'm surprised we're not getting to that form factor of like, stick it onto the back of your TV and that's where it is and oh, doesn't show smaller. up anyway. I think, like, I think the the main push is less about like smallness and portability and more just about like graphics and power. Yeah, I think competing against the PC market. Yeah, if you want like a the... small, like a Switch or something, like something where graphics True. aren't as important, you can always get that. But I think yeah. they're trying to, I think that was Austin's whole shtick too. Half his video was like, because it's a PC. It okay. Yeah, like he's super hardcore on, this awesome. is just a computer guys. So, hey, show notes. Check sure. it out, Austin's video. I think he, uh, I think he was pretty proud of like that entire hands-on experience. I know they were like, all really proud. I saw Jimmy, I saw Ken, I saw yeah. them all like Matt talking about it and and how pumped they were at seeing that. Yeah, and it's so really today, cool. Today, yeah. as we're recording this, they're revealing the PlayStation Five specs. Really, so that's okay. probably also in the show notes. Just just keep scrolling, guys. Yeah, There's man. a lot down there, but let's look forward to. Yes. Also, speaking of tech events, uh, WWDC was finally not canceled, but moved to online only okay. for Apple. So that's their big event every year, and that's typically what June, I think, and sometime in the summer, May it's, or June. Is it usually pre uh, IO or? I think it's a little after IO. Okay, IO is usually end of May. I think. Yeah. Okay. So that was moved to online only. Makes um, sense. There was it also. Yeah, there's also a suspected March event. Like last year, there was a March event where Apple gave us iPad Pro and a bunch okay. of other interesting stuff. There was a suspected March event this year. We didn't get it. It was uh, it was never you know announced, but mm -hmm. we suspect Apple was planning one and canceled it. Uh, but that didn't stop them from dropping a couple new products on us super recently. Okay, I haven't got a chance to look at it, but I, I had a friend in Slack just be like, Apple's releasing stuff right now? Like yeah. that's the last thing I expected. Yeah, if you but, go to uh, apple.com right at the top, it says we just closed all of our stores for the foreseeable future, but also here's our new stuff. Sweet, I so like it. So they they're getting right along with it. Uh, and we're also maybe expecting some more stuff in the near future too, but okay. the stuff we have now is a new MacBook Air and okay. the new iPad Pro. So which one do you wanna hear about first? Uh, I like iPad better. Okay. Well, let's see. Start with iPad. As someone who doesn't have either of them and isn't really planning on getting either of them, the iPad still. I will say the MacBook. Me. The MacBook Air. We could probably just breeze through first because okay, it's a do smaller it. yeah, update. Let's let's breeze through. So it's uh it's the MacBook Air is the most popular laptop Apple makes has been for a while. Uh, they've updated it so it's the new scissor switches on the keyboard now. So okay. if you've typed on a MacBook Air lately, holy crap, those are some shallow keys. It's got those those <laughs> really imagine, shallow keys. Man, I... So they've updated the keyboard. Number one. Uh, it's got new processor, 10th gen Intel Ice Lake Y up to quad core chip now on the MacBook Pro okay. or MacBook Air if you want one. Uh, much improved graphics performance with Iris Plus graphics. They doubled the base storage, 256 gigs, and it's shipping next week. It starts at a thousand bucks. I'm looking forward to the Dave 2D video about this just because honestly, if you look through his channel, all the laptops he's reviewed, uh -huh. there's usually a pretty heavy focus on what you're getting for the money mm -hmm. and performance. And MacBook Air has never been the strongest performer and it's always been pretty expensive. So as they come up in performance and down in price, I kind of wonder if this is fair now, like if this is a reasonable option for people who are in PC world, maybe thinking uh -huh. about switching. But for Macs, this is easily easily their most popular laptop and it will okay. continue to be for a long time, I can, think. Can we all agree that Dave Duty is the best laptop content on YouTube. Easily my favorite. Like, I mean, my easy, favorite, first of all, my favorite thumbnails. Shout out to Dave's thumbnails. Ooh, wait, wait, wait. And now even on another <laughs> section, did you see, this is something that happened on Twitter yesterday, I think. He posted just like a picture of his wireless mouse dongle breaking. I thought it was a thumbnail. It looked good. His <laughs> stupid pictures online are better than 99% of YouTuber thumbnails. Some, some people are just that aesthetic, He's, man. I, I hope he didn't set it up, even if he did. It's incredible. He, he makes the best thumbnails. <laughs> he makes the best laptop content. So yeah, um, I'm, I'm looking forward right. to his review of this MacBook Air. Yeah, we will be getting our hands on it soon. I mean, it comes out next week, so eventually it's going to be in our hands. And the other thing is iPad Pro. Okay. So, uh, all right, I'm I'm looking at this on my iPad Pro right now. I have an 11 inch yeah. iPad Pro with cellular. I use it all the time, and I use it specifically as a tablet. I yeah. don't have a keyboard folio. I don't have a case that props it up. I just I just, oh, I just, <laughs> you I just use it to slam I just the wave it around as a tablet, and that's all I. That's all I really it's just need so it for. Light. Yeah, so. I just swing it around. So, uh, iPad Pro update has a lot of things that 
I'll just go through them and you can Do see it. how yeah, it's, yeah. it's moving it towards computer territory. Okay. What is a computer? Okay. <laughs> iPad oh Pro God. added the round camera bump on the back. So they, they've they put in one more camera. You know, the back of the iPhone has that rounded square with the cameras yeah. in it. Same rounded square on the back of the new iPad Pro, but Fun. you have an ultra wide camera now. Um, and I don't know if these are all updated cameras, but there is also a LiDAR array in the back. So there's no telephoto camera, but that third bump is LiDAR, and that's for better depth detection for portrait mode, maybe, but okay. also mostly AR. I have to admit, you're not exciting me about it quite Th yet. This is I... probably the least important okay, update. Cool. Uh, there's also some improved studio quality mics. That's in air quotes. There's a lot I, of stuff I'm we got to test. I'm fully game with better microphones on it, because okay. I think it's a great way of um, like FaceTime or, or right now um, conferencing with yeah. your your work remotely it's it's something that microphones i think are super important um and like the back camera i just don't get it does wow this is gonna be a dumb question it has a front-facing camera right it for, does okay for, Did they, have they I, updated that at all i they didn't mention it so i would believe it's the same but okay. again we'll probably test this I, stuff. I feel like would you agree that the front camera would be way more beneficial to upgrade because i could i see it as an incredible way of of face like video conferencing. Okay, so as much as I rag on people for shooting photos and videos with the iPad, you've, mm -hmm. we've all seen like the grandpa in the back of like the school play yes. with like holding up the iPad blocking people's view. Yeah, I mean, I've like, seen people on a trail in a national park <laughs> taking pictures of animals. Oh my them. God, as much as I rag on that, I think the, the back camera on the iPad is still very useful for a lot of people, whether it's for scanning documents or just okay. capturing media, whatever they're doing. But yes, the front-facing camera is probably equally important for a lot of okay. people. I, I I completely agree with you in terms of scanning documents. I just don't think you need to take a portrait mode photo of the no. of your W two that you're scanning. No, yeah. For... A, a lot of the other stuff was just about they they do so much with AR now that you need a back okay. camera to do AR, and there's AR games. Okay, and you can that build makes stuff. so much more sense now. Like if you're working with something similar, I mean, just as an example, like Apple does their AR stuff where you can look and see like. Remember with when Mac Pro they first showed it yeah. off, like you could see it. That makes way more sense. You put to objects me, into your environment. Okay. A lot of the demos they showed is like IKEA. You know, show what a couch would look like in the room in okay. front of you. Stuff okay. like that. I can see that making good job. Apple. Yeah. So they <laughs> so they updated that. That's that's cool to see. I don't lidar is an interesting choice. I mean, it's it's kind of along the same lines of the depth sensor and on some other smartphones. Mm -hmm. We'll see how well that works. Uh, but I'll take any improvement there. Cool. That's cool. Studio quality mics is cool. Uh, also, A12Z Bionic. So the fastest chip ever. Fastest in an iPad. chip we've ever put in an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small bump from what I believe was the last gen's A12X Bionic. So it's 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 just another letter, okay. I guess. Um, it's already a great performer. I have literally no complaints about my iPad's performance. Okay. So it's still another step up from that. Um, and uh, just so you know, ahead of time, price is going to be $7.99 for the small one, $9.99 for the big one. Uh, and then there's this new floating magic keyboard accessory that's stealing all the attention. That I did see a picture of. This one I am fascinated by because it it changes sort of their positioning. We've had Surface tablets and mm -hmm. two-in-ones and everything forever, and iPad has always been sort of hovering around this market, but Apple's never really leaned into it this hard. Yeah. So this magic keyboard accessory has, if you can imagine like a, an iPad, you just magnetize it into this keyboard case. Yeah. It has scissor switches, full-size backlit keyboard. Okay. It has a hinge strong enough to float the iPad over the keyboard. Okay, so before we get into the next thing, how to describe that? Would you agree with me? A lot of um, like small businesses, whether it's like a coffee shop or even our bistro downstairs, they have those kind of like iPad-esque registers where they they type it in and they spin it around to they you. They just slot an iPad in a metal stand. Does, yeah. It looks like that, right? Like that's... Right maybe four inches off the ground and kind of lean back a little bit and has a, a base where I'm assuming now that's where the keyboard is? Yes. Okay. So it'll be kind of like that, but uh, you know, a little more flexible because yeah, you can yeah. just close it. Cool. So it hovers it, you know, maybe two inches above the, key the, okay. the keyboard, which is getting it closer to eye level. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, how sturdy is that hinge? I don't know. Hopefully yeah. very sturdy. Um, and then on the side, there's a little USB type C pass-through port so this whole Magic Keyboard is connecting to the iPad through the pins on the back. You can plug in with USB-C on that corner of the hinge and that's full power pass-through. Awesome. So you open up the port on the side of the iPad again for another accessory, oh, like wow. a card reader or something. For your pencil. Yeah, well, the pencil <laughs> the the pencil's pencil, already yeah. on, the, on the magnetized side, so thank gosh it doesn't have to use a pencil. <laughs> but 
That's pretty cool. USB Type C, and then it has a trackpad. Nice. <laughs> and uh, so, I get it. Yeah. I, I get what's to make fun of it, but I get it also. Like, so the whole accessory starts at three hundred dollars and is coming out in May. And I think just this whole thing brings up a lot of questions about, well, why would they make something like this first of all, and mm-hmm. what is that? experience like using an iPad with a trackpad when, when it's typically a touch first uh, environment. We've we've seen mouse support, little videos yeah. about like hacking into like the accessibility settings and getting mouse support on the iPad, but mm-hmm. now they're fully on embracing it. So what is that like? Um, number one question I've seen is, is this magic keyboard still backwards compatible with the old iPad Pro? The answer is yes. The current iPad Pro I'm holding with the same design, it will work with it. Okay. That's as far back as it goes. Doesn't work with the first gen iPad okay. Pro. But number two, Logitech alongside this is also launching a $179 keyboard case with a trackpad for the new iPad Pro. And this one, you know, it doesn't float or anything and it doesn't have the USB type C pass through, but it's still a backlit keyboard with yeah. a trackpad for the iPad Pro. And this one they're making even further backwards compatible. So Generally, there's going to be an iOS 13.4 update that uh, I think it's coming out next week that's going to give improved trackpad support to all iPads. You can hook up your Magic Trackpad from your iMac to the iPad, and all this cursor support is coming in a new iOS update. So that brings a question, what the hell do you do with a cursor on the iPad that you couldn't already do with your hands? (laughs) Okay, I guess like they're obviously trying to turn this more into a computer Yep. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what their thing is. What's a computer? Which I think is really dumb. But and <laughs> aside from that, like, I can totally understand it. I, the laptop I have in front of me right now, Surface, uh, the Microsoft Surface, I have a Razer laptop at home. Both of them have touchscreen on it. And I literally never touch. That's what screen. I was going to say. I, there's, there's two things. Mm-hmm. There's two things in this world. <laughs> there is an iPad with a keyboard and a trackpad. Mm-hmm. Or there is a MacBook with a touchscreen. Okay. And if I play devil's advocate, what's the difference? To me, it's just apps. And, yeah. and the general UI of like a mouse and multi-window support versus like, if you watch the video on the way this cursor interacts with the iPad, there is no actual arrow, but there's just like a blue, uh, a clear uh, like white circle around the screen, sort of like your finger would be on the screen. Oh, so no. you move it around and it's like that little circle instead of an arrow. And then that circle will snap to like whatever UI element you're hovering over. So if you hover over the compose you know, button in email, it'll like turn to a square and now you're there. Dude, I was like actually kind <laughs> of, I thought this like trackpad was a good idea and that would, that would drive me insane I mean, for no real reason, but I would- You watch this video though, it looks like it works pretty well. And then the other thing is there are a bunch of gestures for the same things that you would do with your fingers on the iPad uh-huh. screen. So instead of like doing that like squeeze in to bring all your apps in, now there are three finger gestures on the trackpad mm-hmm. for the iPad. This is insane. So you swipe over on the iPad trackpad with three fingers and uh-huh. it moves you between apps. And you swipe up and down and it'll go home. You you bring the cursor, air quotes, cursor <laughs> all the way to the bottom and it brings the dock up from the bottom. Like all this is just like a Mac, kinda, sorta. <laughs> It's really, uh, it's a really blurry line now. Yeah, it's like, it's not quite, a, it's like if a two-in-one was focused on the tablet first and giving you an accessory to turn it into a computer. It it almost reminds me more of like, dare I say Dex, of like, this is, you have an okay. iPad, you're using this mostly because it's an iPad, but then at times you want to hook it up so it's once in a more while. like your laptop. Yeah, it's like, you're not using this all the time you want to sit down and be productive and have your full keyboard and you want to type something up. I think, I don't know if we mentioned this in a podcast episode or if it was a conversation I had on Twitter, but more and more people who are writing blogs or journal entries, like journalists are using iPads more and more for just typing up their basic stuff. And it's super easy to use all the time with your finger, whether you're on the train or something, but every once in a while, just want to crush out a full article and that's so much easier on a keyboard. On a real keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess really it all will come down to like if you're thinking about, okay, I have X dollars to spend, do I get a fully decked out iPad Pro and the $300 Magic Keyboard or do I get a MacBook Air? 
the question will come down to what your usage mostly is. Yeah. To me, the iPad is amazing for like casual use, like media consumption, yeah. grabbing Netflix, watching YouTube videos, swiping between like just random apps, Twitter, the web browser, stuff like that, pinch to zoom. That whole experience is great, but the second you have to do like file management and yep. just a couple, like you gotta sign a PDF and send it, like all these little things, uh, will start to add up when you really need to get real work done. But on the other half, there's like the, the MacBook Air, which is like always set for that, always has a real computer, always ready to do productivity work. It's Mac OS X. But if you just want to like casually sit around and watch YouTube yeah. videos, or if you just want to swipe around on Twitter, like maybe it's more enjoyable on a tablet. So you just got to think about what you do more often. I also like wonder, like I would always pick, if I traveled all the time, I would pick an iPad for the majority mm. of that work. Like a laptop is just so much extra space when to you me, set it up on the like if I if I was traveling and I wanted to watch a movie on a decent sized screen that's not my phone, I would always have to like put the tray table down and set up my laptop. Whereas yeah. if it was an iPad if I wanted to just like oh man, I don't want to get into the whole leaning back argument <laughs> on a plane right. for God's sake. But uh like I can just hold it in my lap or, or you know, the the part where you're taking off and you can't put your tray table down. It's so hard to watch something on a laptop where I can just hold my it's, iPad. It's so funny. To me, I, I, I love my iPad for everything except the productivity stuff. Uh -huh. So if I was just like watching videos or if I kick it up here on a stand and I'm just reading off of it, like that's fine. But for me, when I travel a lot, I want to bring the laptop because the hinge is sturdier. So if I just want to watch like Netflix or watch a YouTube yeah. video, it just sits there and holds itself instead of me having to hold it for an hour. Okay. And if I ever want to like quick out real quick and like answer some emails, if you know the Wi-Fi on the plane will let me, I can actually <laughs> do that pretty easily on on the laptop rather than the iPad. But so, so now coming into this three hundred dollar magic floating, keyboard, if that hinge is great. Wouldn't that solve all those problems? And then to you would, me, yeah, I think so. So I, I think that's a perfect example of of hmm. where this could bring people more. Un, it's just another step forward for the iPad to bring people from ditching their, you know, classic laptop to right. being more into the iPad section. Where now you have the choice. Now, do I want to just hold it in my lap? Am I on just a? Am I in an Uber ride and I just want to watch a YouTube video? Or now am I on a plane where? I'm watching something. Oh, now I want to answer a bunch of emails. Strap it onto my my keyboard, and now I can type. And now I can face it, so I don't have to hold it. It yeah. hopefully has a sturdy hinge, and now it's also kind of like a dock for you to watch movies on. So here's what I think it's here's why I think it's not going to sway me. Okay, there's a couple things that have always prevented me from using an iPad for everything, mm -hmm. and that's number one. When I hold the iPad, you see, I have no case on it. It's got yeah. a skin on it, but like. I just like having this thin, yeah, yeah, yeah. like boxy profile. When you have that magic keyboard on it and you're not using it, you have to fold this whole thing over to the back of the iPad. And for me, holding all of that and the way it like how, constantly falls off the back if you don't hold it up, that I hate that. How easy, do we know how easy it attaches and detaches? It's just magnets. I mean, so to me that, it's funny that you say that. In my entire scenario, I just played out and Man, this scenario has evolved so much that if you're all <laughs> trying to think about this in your head, you're probably lost by now. Um, yeah. So I apologize. But I guess to me, I always saw that as like, I would keep it. It still counts as a case. So when it's in my backpack, my screen's not getting scratched. But as I take it out of my backpack, if I'm just doing iPad stuff, I would probably just detach it. Just pull it out. And then okay. when I wanted to, snap it back onto the case if it's just magnets. And then I have either propping it up to watch movies or I have my keyboard for yeah more work related stuff okay so that's the one thing and i guess that's that's perfectly reasonable i just snap it out with the magnets i don't know yeah, why right? i thought that, that was seems... such a big obstacle but the other thing is the hinge is never really that good true okay yeah, yeah. and the lap ability when you put this thing in your lap is it going to just like wobble around that's with your a knees? great in your lap yeah is it going to fit like... because a laptop the hinge is pretty much always sturdy enough to just sit there and not wobble and you can type and you don't have to worry about also touching the screen. It's mm -hmm. just gonna sit there and be a screen. Where with this, it's supposed to be hovering two inches above the keyboard. So is it gonna wobble two inches above the keyboard or is it gonna sit there firmly? When I adjust the tilt, what's that gonna be like? Is it gonna only have a couple of tilt angles available? I have a lot of questions about the hinge. Yeah, I think, I think the hinge for so many different things, even laptops like, 
the hinge is that underrated thing no one thinks about. It's and then so important. is the first thing that you get super annoyed about. That's also the reason why I'm not a huge user of laptop touchscreens. Yeah, anytime you so touch hard. the screen, especially near the top, mm -hmm. it's just gonna wobble like crazy, no matter how good the hinge is. Yeah. So hey, I guess we're coming back to praising hinge design. I know we were talking about folding phones <laughs> right, and how important yeah. the hinge is. Hey, hinge designers, big shout out to you guys. Your jobs are more important than you think. Yeah. I guess all of this is to say, or to ask my question, mm -hmm. what are the chances we ever get Final Cut Pro on an iPad Pro? And if I were to <laughs> guess my answer, it's zero because they need to protect the MacBook Pro somehow. But it's funny because their whole slogan on the iPad is like, what's a computer? Like, stop yeah. like worrying about your computer. But they also make the computer, so they want you to think of it as a computer, but also... Don't think of our MacBooks about their as a computer. Computers. Yeah, <laughs> it's we're more mess. powerful than any PC, including our own. But don't think about <laughs> ours. <laughs> this is definitely not going to replace our PCs. Uh, yeah, no, I just think if if they made their desktop apps awesome on the iPad, it would fully sell me on the idea that they're really convinced this could replace a MacBook Pro or a, a PC laptop. But, but they, then but they, they would actually stop selling good PC laptops. I don't know, but they're never going to put a touchscreen on a Mac. So what's the the overlap? What do you is think comes? Never... What do you think comes first, touchscreen on a Mac or Final Cut on an iPad? Wow, uh, very low chance of either of those happening. I would say they will they will make some sort of Final Cut light on an iPad before they ever make a touchscreen Mac. I'm going touchscreen Mac first. Really? Yeah. Interesting. MacBook. MacBook. Touchscreen. Which MacBook. I think is what we were talking about. But yeah. just to be clear. I mean, any Mac. I don't think that, that, that okay. that's an interesting bet. We'll see. I mean, this is either one of these is years out just because the overlap has been such a blurred line for so long. But yeah. Do you, do you think if the, now I forget, the Surface Studio yeah. PC did better, they would ever consider doing touchscreen on like an iMac since the form factors for it? kind of similar uh I would it be doesn't curious. have that like crazy hand yeah, which i easel. feel is like what makes it but i also just don't think surface studio did well enough for anyone to like and even if it did do really well would it be doing well because it's a touchscreen computer or would it be just because it's a great all-in-one that happens to have like some niche group of users who get a really good kick out of yeah but i feel like screen. that that group of users would be the like design users who a lot of them like to use mac so imagine now an imac that can Swivel down more and be used as kind of a tablet, like for a drawing design. tablet yeah, type yeah. thing. Well, I mean, that's what the the Surface Studio was supposed to kind of be. It was supposed to be for designers who could have their regular uh, desktop computer, then slot it down. So and you're have imagining a place to draw on. Yeah. So you're you're imagining like an iPad, like a an iMac Pro with yeah. Apple Pencil support, mm -hmm. so that it would be a tech, a touchscreen technically, but it would be for the designer who's using it like an easel. That yeah. type of thing. So it'd be ah. touchscreen, but it would be more focused on yeah, okay. using the pencil. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty sick. That would. I'm not disagreeing. I think it would be yeah. sick. I just don't think Apple would do it. Because right. <laughs> I, I don't disagree. Because think on about that Mac OS 10. Once you're going, okay, now we're going to do touchscreen on a Mac. Now you have to build this custom, like all the controls that you're used to doing with a mouse. Now you have to build all of that for your hands, which Microsoft kind of did fine with Windows, but like now you're doing window dragging and pinching and multitasking and all that stuff on top of all the gestures you already had on a trackpad on top of all the mouse stuff you already had which is just a lot yeah but i think if apple thought they could make money off of it they would they could do it fair, no problem. <laughs> fair. so the goal is to inflate the perceived size of this easel market where people are just drawing on yeah. their computers i feel all like the time. it's way too niche in order to ever actually become a product but yeah i think it could be really cool i thought the surface studio was a really cool product that i'm not artistically gifted enough to ever use but i thought sick. it was really cool looking it's definitely sick i've seen it used in some really cool applications actually well yeah i mean there's there's plenty of cool uses for it it's just mm -hmm. a matter of like how many of them would they yeah. sell it's kind of like a like a gopro like you buy it you're like oh i'm gonna draw so many cool things and then you draw on it once you're like i'm not talented enough yeah. to use this to its full potential <laughs> i saw those cool skiing videos yeah. and i bought a gopro and then i was like i'm not doing anything now it just weekend. looks like i'm going a mile an hour down the hill yeah but yeah man all right well that's our new Apple products. We have probably more coming. I'm guessing we're still gonna see a new iPhone in the first half of this year. Something mm -hmm. like an iPhone 9 or an iPhone SE 2. In the first half of this year? I think so. I think we are we might see really? it. Really? Yeah, because we, we were expecting, uh, not, a, not an iPhone 8 replacement, but basically an older iPhone body 
with internals upgraded and a smaller size. And we were expecting it in the first half? Yeah. I think potentially March or April. But mm. again, timing is- Do you think is... there's any chance they push it back just because like a phone seems like something they would want to run an event for? Do you think they just toss it in the, the same regular iPhone lineup? Tough later. to say. I mean, there's also rumors of supply chain, obviously, shortages making it difficult yeah, to start Yeah, I don't know things. enough about that, so it's like, yeah, it's a tough thing. There's to... a lot of potential delays, and you can imagine if they tried to launch that phone t tomorrow, like how long it would take to get it on sale with every store closed and like no events going on, and like, yeah. how would that even work? Uh, so I don't think it's inevitable, but if it does, we'll, we'll have our eye out on that. But mm -hmm. so far, we have iPad Pro now, we have MacBook Air, we're expecting more. So that's that's sort of the, the top of the tech news. That, uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot of tech news other than things canceling and stuff going on, how how places are reacting to all this. Man, you know, you, we started this off by saying that's all we wanted to talk about, but this is affecting literally every aspect of our life. So everything. It's kind of tough not to talk about it. Um, it a lot of things are going to be drastically, drastically different. It's you know when you say it affected everything, it literally affected. So you know how the the NBA season got canceled. Mm -hmm. In NBA Two K, you can play uh, games against other people with the same teams based on like live roster updates. Uh -huh. So if I pull up Two K and I'm like, let's play as the Bucks versus the Bulls, it'll give you like the Bucks and the Bulls. But if Giannis is injured in real life, you can't have Giannis oh on your team. <laughs> and the NBA season being canceled glitched the crap out of 2K because oh people were God. unable to to play games for a little bit for various uh, roster-related reasons. I have seen um, in the NHL some mascots are live streaming playing NHL 2K against each other oh, in, yes. in, uh, instead of the actual games being played, That's which I amazing. think is hilarious. I but think I one think we'll NBA team, yeah, Did they? one NBA game, and they broadcasted it and commentated awesome. and yeah. everything, yeah. So, you know, if it's going to affect everything, might as well make the best of it. Yeah, right? Like, at least we can think of it as we're in a, a day and age where we're being forced to stay home, but technology really brings so much more to our home that can entertain us now that yeah. uh, hopefully this podcast is one of them. But there, there's still a lot of fun things. I mean, I play World of Warcraft, so I've been self-quarantined since it came out <laughs> in August, so I've none been... of this is affecting me at all. But I've been practicing social distancing for 25 years now, <laughs> and it's gone great. I'm prepared. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about all that extra content we liked and we'll really fill out the show notes for you. Yeah, let's Be right do back. It. Support for this episode of Waveform comes from Gigabyte. There's a lot of talk out there about how AI is revolutionizing our world. Computers are writing newsletters, robotic bees are pollinating flowers, and a whole new wave of driverless taxis are popping up in cities all over the world. But how can AI power our passions and what we do for fun? That's where Gigabyte's AI gaming laptops come in. So their range of powerful and portable new laptops deliver cutting edge performance for anyone looking to explore the brave new world of AI powered gaming. So every 2024 Aorus machine comes equipped with the Gigabyte AI Nexus, which is like a central hub located with all the AI powered features you could hope for. So that includes super useful tools like AI Power Gear, which automatically throttles and extends your computer's battery life depending on your power source and usage. You'll also get access to AI Boost, which optimizes performance based on what you're doing in that moment, whether you're ripping through an FPS or running your own large language model. AI Boost automatically adjusts the GPU and processors to maximize responsiveness and deliver unparalleled efficiency. Lastly, AI Generator includes various generative AI apps for quick startup, and all 2024 Gigabyte models seamlessly integrate with tools like OpenAI and Microsoft's Copilot AI chatbot. But the Aorus 16X and the Gigabyte G6X take it to the next level with a dedicated Copilot key, allowing users to swiftly tap into productivity and generative AI capabilities. I also keep hearing AI is going to change a lot in the gaming world. Andrew, can you think of anything about that? Not just optimization, like you said, but like more personal optimization I could see happening where like maybe you're playing a competitive game like Valorant and you want higher FPS and lower resolution. Like you, you're okay versus like The Witcher where you might want 4K crispy resolution and like a lower frame rate. I think finding that between your computer specs and what you want might help out a lot. Nice. So all of the models that I've been talking about are available right now at oris.com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. So that's A-O-R-U-S dot com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. Gigabyte, team up, fight on. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, 
You want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, welcome back to a new segment we call Quarantine Content. Oh, God. <laughs> and by we, I mean I just made you that up. You literally just made that up, yeah. <laughs> and I... uh, but we usually do a, a sort of a content we liked and stuff that you should check out section in the show notes every week or every episode. This one is a little different, meaning it's just there's a bunch more stuff because there's... We all have more time. Let's face it, you have more time. Yeah. So uh, I, you have a bunch of stuff, but I just I wanted to start of off. Things. I'm gonna start off off the top just with YouTube. In general, for me, uh, I watch a lot of YouTube and I don't really watch that much else. Like I know a mm-hmm. lot of people are, hey, firing up Hulu Plus and Netflix and, and all that other stuff. For me, it's just, if I watch like maybe half of the new videos in my sub box mm-hmm. on, a, on a regular basis, I think now it's not just like any one type of video or any one creator that's benefiting, but I feel like I watch like maybe 85, 90% of the new stuff that's coming lot. up now. Yeah. Um, also, which brings me to a fun fact, the MKBHD channel just reached a milestone. Yeah, what's that? I was gonna ask if you have a guess of oh, what it God. is, um, but it's super BTS. Super BTS. Um, You'd only know this by being in the analytics of the channel. Okay, I have like, in the Q&A video, you just mentioned that we were at, it was like 1.5 billion total views or something like oh, that. Oh. Uh, 1.7 billion total okay. views and 7.4 billion watch minutes. Okay, so I'm assuming both of those are at like not really that. Close yeah, it's to not any one of those. Milestone. My other one, I like kind of think just because it's a little less well known. Are we getting close to a like dislike no, milestone? I know something. we we hit that a little while ago. <laughs> we hit our one million dislikes. Yeah, or no unsubscribers. Unsu- one million so it's, unsubscribers. it's in that category of like a subset of a bigger number. It is MKBHD channel just reached one million subscribers that hit the notification bell. <laughs> that's that's so. Uh, and apparently the ratio is typically about one of every ten, ten percent. Okay, so there's so a million right of you that are subscribed and have hit the notification bell. So. Big shout out to y'all for that notification on the <laughs> channel. There's still nine million of you who have to catch up, but hey, that's a that's a good start. That's a good start. Ring that bell. <laughs> Ring that bell. Hit that red button. No, uh, I in content I liked. I had a, a video. Um, so Tesla Model Y is starting to ship actually, like ahead of yeah. schedule, like we keep talking about, which is super cool. So there's a Tesla Model Y videos starting to trickle out there. If you just search Tesla Model Y delivery, you can find a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Check those out. But I'm gonna recommend. Um, Waiting for Doug Demiros because I think it's going to be yeah, great. Yeah, he mentioned he had a picture. I think of. I think he's one, shooting with uh, yeah. probably one of the same first ones that a lot of other people yeah. are with. Um, until then, you can check out his 37-minute Corvette C8 review. Um, a lot of people were waiting for the mid-engine Corvette review. He finally did it. It is number one on trending right now. Congrats, Doug, yeah, on your Doug, first top awesome. trending video. Um, so check that out. I watched. I watched a 37-minute video about a Corvette. Yeah, he's one of those ones who's like, I love what Doug does, but they're so long. But yeah, what else Got am I going to do? Yeah, 37 <laughs> so, minutes, no big deal. That's, so that's that's in the show notes, this Corvette review. All right, Corvette review for everyone. You know, in case you were thinking about dropping <laughs> some extra God, I don't extra even know how much it is, but um, <laughs> oh man, okay. I, I'm going to give you, I have a lot of different suggestions here. I have, a pod, uh, I have a podcast, I have a Netflix series, I have a YouTube channel, and I have a newsletter. What do you want to hear first? Whoa, okay. Uh, hit me with the YouTube channel first. Okay. This one I'm really excited to talk about, actually, because okay. I don't think he's very well known. He pops up on Reddit every once in a while, and I actually think he's like 
a perfect channel for the situation we're in right now of being home all the time. Is it a binge channel? Like you'd binge a bunch of them? Um, you could, but I wouldn't recommend it because it's it's like an instructional channel almost. It's entertaining, but okay, it's a cooking channel. Okay. I'll start it there. So I feel like you wouldn't binge it because you would want to watch something and then you would want to make oh, okay. what he he teaches you how to make. Right. Uh, okay, so the channel name is, it's very strange, Internet Shaquille. Okay. Like Shaquille O'Neal, spelled just like that. Um, if I could sum up the channel, it's like, have you ever wanted to go make a recipe you find online and like you find the blog post of whatever it, it like is? Sounds like a channel trailer. Like, there's like 30 paragraphs of the story of why they're so excited to make uh, this. And then you have to get down into the ingredients past like 10 ads and, mm-hmm. and all that. And it's a pain in the neck. This guy, all of his videos, I would say are like averaging around five minutes. He's just super to the point. Here's how you make it. Here's why you should make it like this instead of all the other ways that you should make it. And like, it's all really, really good. Like, I don't know if I would say full on gourmet, but it's like above average cooking tips on how to do different things and he's just stupidly entertaining. He's- this this sounds like the type of video that, you know how if you ask, you know the Google Home Nest Mini with the little screen on it? Yeah. This, or the, the Nest Hub, ma- that, whatever yeah, it's called. Hub, yeah. You know how when you ask it for like instructions on how to make something, it'll sort of try to walk you through it based on what yeah. came up in Google search? This sounds like this should be the default video it's it shows you pretty much for any given recipe that he's covered. Some of the, the things he does, does are like very specific um like he doesn't have a giant channel it's not his full-time thing as far as i know so like he's just making things when he has the chance to um but very very entertaining very to the point um like i have binged to them even though i haven't made anything just because i think he's very funny and super interesting yeah but great knowledge on how to cook things why things why different ingredients or why different types of like oils and seasoning and all that are beneficial and just some really, really, I've made a bunch of his stuff and I feel like it's a perfect time to watch his stuff now because you're probably sitting at home with a giant stockpile in your your refrigerator yeah. and your pantry and a lot of the stuff he does is stuff you probably have at home already. I think the one I wanna recommend is called Why Aren't Your Potatoes Crispy Enough? And in like a three or four minute video, he teaches you how to make these like really, really outside crispy, but inside light and fluffy potatoes. And okay. all you need are potatoes and some oil and some salt. Okay, so that's that'll be the one we put in the show notes then. Yeah, I'll put I that one in the show notes. I appreciate anything crispy. So this will be exactly, the one yeah, I check out. Definitely try these at home. Um, they're super easy and I've made them and they're delicious. It's kind of like French fries, but nowhere near as terrible for you because you're not deep, deep frying, frying them <laughs> in uh, like a ton of oil. You're using a little bit of oil, but... Um, Okay. I'm actually going to try one he does. He talks about how to make like the perfect burger patty, which is this absolutely insane way of taking ground beef and layering it so you're getting the least resistance in your bite as possible and Whoa. cooking it like a day before. This is like science. Having, it, it's kind of like that. And, you know, since I'm going to be home the next couple of days, I, yeah. I plan on actually trying it out. But super, super suggest Internet Shaquille if you even... If you want to just try cooking something a little different because we, you've got plenty of time to make dinner, let's face it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Podcast next? Yeah, let's do the podcast. Right. I'm just, it's Reply All. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on. It's, it's Reply All. <laughs> Their newest episode. Oh, is this the one about the uh, the song that they couldn't yeah. quite find? Okay. This okay. one was really satisfying. Like, I honestly think it's one of my favorite podcast episodes I've ever listened to. There's a couple Reply All episodes that are like quintessential, like, recommenders where if you ever ask someone, have mm-hmm. you heard this podcast? And they're like, no, what's it like? Here, listen to this episode. Exactly. And for me, for a long time, that's been the one where they, uh, it was a two-parter where mm-hmm. they were uh, going after like the the robocall center where yeah, they actually the traveled the tra- telemarketer one. That one, 100% if you haven't heard that. Yeah. Oh God, can we uh, link that? I, I have it. Yeah, I can link it. So okay. it's, it's episode 102 and 103. It's called Long Distance Part okay. 1 and Part 2. If um, you haven't listened to those, that is 100% my favorite podcast individual episode of all time. Yeah, it's a little different because you don't get the full feel of Reply All because only one person's reporting on it. Right. Um, you don't get the, it's uh, PJ and Alex and only Alex is reporting on that. But a lot of these, those two, their dynamic is amazing. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I actually have that like written down as yeah. as one of the episodes you should listen to. 
The newest episode is 158. It's called The Case of the Missing Hit. Pretty much a guy remembers this song and can't find it anywhere on the internet. So they they do a, a segment called Super Tech Support and they do everything they can. And I mean everything they can to find this song. So much it is work. hilarious. <laughs> they do um, so much work. If you remotely like 90s music, it is an incredible episode. Um, and then my other one that I really like, if you're any Harry Potter fans out here, episode 134 is called The Year of the Wallop. And they do this really, I think this is one of the best segments on, at least in podcasting that I know of. It's called Yes, Yes, No. Where they um, explain internet theories. Yeah, they're like, their boss comes in with a tweet that he's seen that's really popular, but doesn't understand any of it. So they spend the episode like explaining, explaining every the like reference. Yeah, the like right. memes of it. This one's not their boss. It's actually J- Jason Manzukis, who's a comedian and a, a actor. Mm-hmm. Has a lot to do with Harry Potter. Really, really good episode. Nice. Man, I feel like I'm listing too many and you haven't listed I mean, any here. Okay, if you if you gotta listen to Reply All, yeah, listen to the latest, the the case of the missing hit. Really satisfying. And it also, just because they, they kind of go into tech more than a typical like podcast, like they yeah, could just be them. entertaining and just talk mm-hmm. about like, here we made this song to try to see if we could find it. Um, but literally the, the technical details of like what sound yeah. does and what like this this recording atmosphere is like and, and just the whole format of it is yeah. excellent. So I'll second that recommendation. Cool. I've heard it, check that out. Awesome. Um, Netflix series, there's one called Explained and I, I think I mostly am just talking about this because they had an episode all about pandemics oh, that I watched convenient. I think in January when we first heard about all this and it was like watching that episode leading up to way before all of this has happened was like, that's kind of terrifying. Mm. And now we're kind of in that. Fast and forward, yeah. So if you're looking for just more information on pandemics and past pandemics that have happened to kind of compare to what we're going in right now, really, really cool Andrew, series. Andrew, that's, that's right in line with quarantine content. That's it, perfect. It is literally Great quarantine, quarantine content. content. Um, and then if I, I'm gonna do one, one more recommendation here. This is actually a newsletter, so this is reading. Okay. Um, I'm gonna open it up by saying, first off, it is written by a friend of mine, actually a friend of Marquez's as well. So full disclosure, we know this person. Um, yeah. It is also based on politics. So I, I his views are his own. I enjoy reading them. I don't know if I necessarily agree with literally everything he says, but I find him extremely trustworthy. And the whole point of the newsletter and the website he owns is to be nonpartisan. There are no ads on the website. He just wants to get everything out that he can. So he's and like I, explaining or just like breaking down what happened in the news and pretty the much. World. And he does it in like super easy 10 ish minute reads. So There's it's like a, a lot. This is one of those years where like it, it helps to be able to break things down like that because yeah. there is so much happening. And if I just log on to Twitter and I see like three political trending topics and about 90 articles, yeah, I'm so not tough. about to try to dive into all that. So I feel like that that's something that could help. Yeah, it's, it's super great. Um, it's called Tangle. Um, I'm gonna link it in the in the show notes. Like we said, it's by Isaac Saul, um, good friend of ours. He plays frisbee, but I just think yet I know he pours his heart and his soul into this, and I find him extremely, extremely trustworthy in a a time where the internet can have a lot of min- misinformation out there. So we'll link it every day. Post a topic, ten minute read. I usually read it during my lunch break, kind of get informed about what's going on because. It is impossible to keep yeah. up with everything. Yeah. So just having a little little snippet of something every once in a while. I just, just thought of another another piece. I was really hoping you would think of something yeah, so that I, I didn't have like ten. All it's right. another YouTube video, but it's uh cool. it's the you've heard of John Oliver. What is this segment called? Oh, every week? last week tonight. Last week tonight. He did one on specifically on the coronavirus. He's so done two. Oh really? Yeah. Well he just released a new one to no, to with no audience. Did you watch it? Right, that, that's the one I watched. It's first of all, it's, is it really strange not having? It's so strange. So the yeah. delivery, just like in the world of like live events that don't have audiences anymore, there is like everything from what was that? Uh, w. There's a WWE clip where like they're fighting in an empty arena. I haven't seen it. I know they're trying to do WWE. Yeah, with it's, no, it's yeah. rough. Like uh-huh. every time there's a punchline, it's just like an awkward pause to the camera, and uh-huh. you're like, that would have been laughing probably. Um, he, yeah, so, so John Oliver has his, his typical delivery style mm-hmm. and he went super deep into specifically the coronavirus pandemic, not just yeah. pandemics in general, but yeah, it's again, him delivering to an empty studio where you're like, 
that would typically be a, a pause for effect or yeah, a reaction, yeah. but either way. John, uh, John yeah. Oliver is, is incredible. I love his show. Um, if that's something you want to binge watch, uh, he's very popular, so I feel like a lot of people probably watch him. But Yeah, but it's bingeable right now. It is very bingeable. A lot of stuff. Um, I think I've seen almost every episode of that. Every Monday, it is what I turn on and just listen to on my car ride to work, and then I usually watch it again later that night so I can see all the graphics, like the visuals <laughs> and stuff. Um, yeah. It's a good way of getting kind of like an overview of some sort of important topic, but with some humor behind it. Sometimes a not important topic, but still yeah. equally entertaining. Extremely. What was that? What was the that one leader that was That's obsessed was with horses? Of, yeah, yeah like, okay. I, I'm going to link. Yeah. I'm going to link that video, actually. You guys can go and find the coronavirus one if you want to <laughs> listen to it, but I'm going to, probably the most underrated version or episode he's done is about a leader of some country who's Doesn't obsessed even with horses. Yeah, it's Watch incredible. it. It is so funny. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you think that's enough that's quarantine some, That's your quarantine content for this episode. Yeah. yeah. I think that's um, a good start. Sorry. If any of you guys are listening to this in the car, it's going to be really hard to go find these videos. I kind of am assuming more people are now listening to this at home. Um, yeah, I hope I mean, you're listening to it at home. Show notes are still all links, I believe. Yeah. So if you're somewhere on your phone and you can open these one by one and save them to Pocket or open them on a different browser, um, all of that's possible. But we'll try to make it as easy as possible to find the stuff we're talking about. And uh, if any of it is like a Netflix show or just a title, that's searchable. So hopefully yeah. that works too. Do you want to potentially... I know we keep our Twitter to mostly just updates. Do you want to? Oh, just a big show notes. Do you want to just do a, th a thread of quarantine content? Quarantine content. You have to say it. You have to say quarantine content. <laughs> I have to say it? Yeah, we all oh, have to say okay. it. That's the hashtag. All right. If so, you guys yeah. have other quarantine content you want to send my way, hashtag quarantine. Yeah, why content. don't we, after this releases, we'll make a tweet with everything we've talked about here for you guys to take a look at. And then we highly encourage everyone who has anything else to post it in that thread. Yeah. Everyone can come together. And enjoy our yeah, quarantine together. Enjoy some stuff together. Yeah. Perfect. You have some right. quarantine. Quarantine. Quarantine content. Quarantine content. There it together. is. <laughs> quarantine content apart, but together. There it is. All right. Be responsible. Stay inside. Wash your hands. Yeah, enjoy flat, the quarantine content. Flatten the curve, guys. Let's let's do it. Thanks for listening. It's been a good one. We'll hopefully be back soon with some more tech news and some more quarantine content and all of the above. Catch you guys in the next one. Waveform is brought to you in part with Studio 71 and our intro outro music is created by Cameron Barlow. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just visible. Switch today at visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see visible.com.